match. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Sportsman. Uh, we're missing Mikey V this week, but we got Joey D, we got myself. Um, just busy. We're coming in a day late, maybe two days late, and uh, just busy and Myrtle freezing our cocks off. Mikey ended up getting busy when we pushed him back. So it's just going to be the two of us, old school style, running The Sportsman. Um, Joe, how are you doing? I'm good. I mean, anytime we're on these Bob to Sports trips, it's difficult trying to find a time you know, we got our own stuff that we're filming and we're doing interviews and, and calls and whatnot. So very difficult. I think in the early days, in the in the annals of sportsman history, uh, we simply would have glazed over this week and uh, called it a no show. So um, not the most ideal of circumstances early on in the sense that missing a key factor in Mikey V and, um, you know, probably... Not as much as we'd like to talk to in the sports world, but I think we can uh, we can make that up with maybe some extra viewer questions today and really try to answer some of the things that the people want to know and what they're asking the sportsmen. And um, I'm still happy to do it, Tick. This is it can brings us back to yesteryear like we sure. used to. And um, I think, we, you know, listen, we're still putting out an episode. So, you know, kudos to the sportsmen. We're still delivering. And I think a big portion of that is because Mr. Anderson uh, – would not be content with missing a week from us. So um, here we are. Let's have a good show, Tick, and uh, why don't you get us started? All right, beautiful. Let's jump right into NCAA basketball. It's probably the biggest thing coming on right now. March Madness right around the corner. Um, Joe, basically, I know you've been watching a lot. I know you've been betting a lot. Who are some teams that you you look to to have really compete in this thing and make a run? Yeah, um, I mean, I guess there's... <sighs> It's really hard to say. There's so much parity in, you know, the NCAA. I, I mean, if you're looking at the one seeds, um, Houston looks really good to me, I think, going in. Um, and obviously, you know, I I, I, don't, I would never put too much on, 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 on a one seed, but Houston, to me, looks really solid. Um, and then you got UConn, who won last year. They're still a dominant force. I think they could do some damage. Um, not a one seed, but a team that I like, um, who's got a lot of offensive firepower is Marquette. Um, and then Purdue with the with Zach Eady, um, just an absolute monster down low. Um, they still got a lot of good pieces. So um, those are the teams I like. I like Arizona a lot. Um, Arizona to me is a team that I I, I like a lot, but again, they got an, another massive center um who is really dominant. Um, and then one of the best players in the country um, on the point guard. Um, so I, I don't know though. It just it really depends. It's it's a lot of these things. It's going to be interesting to watch in the in the next couple of weeks um, leading up, just as teams start to get hot and start to catch a stride. Um, you know, really anything can go. Anything can happen. Tennessee's playing good basketball right now. Um, so to pick one specific team. I don't really know. I'm going to start probably doing brackets um, and we should actually do a sportsman bracket. Should. Um, I was going to suggest that you, me and Mikey, we do a sportsman bracket and then maybe we can share the results um, or show it online um, on the Instagram and people can kind of see what we're putting down and can follow along throughout the tournament. I think that that would be a lot of fun. Um, a lot of these things, you just get lucky or not, you know, um, but I, that was my suggestion, but yeah, no, a lot of basketball going on. A lot of interesting games, a lot of fun matchups. Um, 
it's only going to get more ramped up. And um, yeah, man, I'm excited for the big tournament. We're going to be in New York. We're going to be watching yeah. it at the Easy Lounge. Right. Um, uh, it, it's going to be really awesome. Probably the best like couple days at the very least. The first two days of the tournament are the best. Uh, Thursday, Friday are unrived. That you can I mean, there's, there's nothing better than Thursday, Friday. But now talk me through some of these teams that you've been, as you've been betting throughout the year that is, have just banged you. I'll give you Kentucky, one. Kentucky has been Kentucky has been an absolute bang job. Um, they have screwed me every which way. Um, you know, uh, games that I've had them to cover, letting up games. The other night they had a buzzer beater, um, and 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 I was I I bet against them. Um, so yeah, Kentucky has been a real. They've been a real bang job lately. I'll tell you, team, I've been doing well with the St. John's since Rick Pitino basically called his team out and said that they stink. They've yeah. gotten a little run here and I've been, uh, I've been reaping the benefits. So it really depends. Honestly, um, I, to be honest, I just, I, I look at, you know, my guy who, you know, he t- tells me what he likes and we kind of roll with that. So I'm not really, I'm a perennial loser tick. You know that when I, when I pick a game that I like or that I love, um, I normally lose. I'll tell you one team that I won't take again because they just stink. And, (laughs) you know, we've taken them a couple times to cover and thinking that they might. Miami, the University of Miami Hurricanes are truly one of the worst teams in basketball. This (laughs) this team is so bad. And, yeah, they banged me a few times too. Um, Just horrible. But, yeah, man, I don't know. It really – it depends. Kentucky's been the one – Teams clearly kind of just gotten under my skin lately, but um, all these things, man, they come and go as waves. I I, I really don't know. Um, it, it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be a fun tournament. Are you gonna be in New York with us? Yeah, of course. Am I gonna be in New York with you? What are you talking about? Well, I just wasn't sure. Sometimes you don't That's come right. on. The, you haven't come on a lot of the trips lately with us, so I missed one trip. I missed Not one two trips. Two trips. What's the other one? Scottsdale I'm waste management, yeah. Oh well, Daytona, yeah. You weren't <laughs> not a part. I wasn't Bob to sports. I wasn't on that. Um, like you have, it, I like having you around, Tick. I know, and I come to all the breezy events. I fucking you know. Part Talk of the- me through. Who do you like? Because I mean, UConn's another team to me. I I I I like the direction they have. Their coach is great. I, um, and of course they won the tournament last year, which is always. I don't know if that's a blessing and a curse. I don't know teams to go back to back, but I love they... UConn. I, I'm a UConn guy. I grew up going to UConn games. I'm through and through. I love the team. I always root for them. They're they're one of my favorite teams. Last year was such a gift. Uh, I don't trust them the same way I did last year. I like Houston a lot more. Like you said, I like um, kind of like Iowa State a little bit. Okay, I like Iowa State a little bit. Uh, I like Purdue, like you said, um, Tennessee. Uh, they're all the heavy hitters and we all know that at least one probably two maybe even three one seeds are going to go down maybe all four will um so you know you don't want to pick too heavy on the top five top six teams but yeah i mean i like houston you know uh tennessee um but i tell you uh, kentucky uh duke 
Um, Duke's and, not that great. This and and year. North Carolina have all been banging me betting all year long. North Carolina, yeah, man. Any of those teams. Duke. I will see North Carolina though. They they got some good players. Baycott is really dominant. I could see them making yeah. a push. You know who I think a top ten seeded team who's going to get bounced early. But let me guess. Let me let me. Get, oh, did you already did you say Arizona? No, you didn't hear what I said. I didn't. Okay, who do you think it is? Yeah. I think you're. I think you're going to say they're Kansas. normally a really successful team. Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. I can. They, they just, they, they, they got that Dickinson guy at center, and he's good. But like, they just don't have that sauce this year, man. They, they, they're barely winning games. They're barely covering a lot. They lost the other night to um, who was it? They lost to uh, just last night. They lost. They, they, they just don't. They don't strike me as a team. BYU. BYU. Yeah. I mean, they lost to BYU. BYU is actually decent. They're not terrible, but no, they're not. But yeah, I just don't see them. I don't see them going far. No, I mean, I I don't either. I uh, it's definitely not their year. But again, you know, sometimes some of these teams look like crap, and then they squeak. You know, they squeak in with a good seed. Like they'll probably be a, a three seed, I would imagine, maybe a two, probably a three, and they can well, make a run. I mean, that's well, the, I think they were seventh. Beauty seed. of March. Yeah, I think they're seventh ranked in the country. Yeah, so maybe you've been looking at it too. I mean, but they, again, they're going to be knocked down with that loss to to BYU if they haven't already. Um, but anyway, I mean, we'll go over this again a lot more as we we go on, and and we'll make brackets, and we'll be talking a lot about NCA stuff, um, and we'll do more, a lot more with Mikey too. It'd be interesting to get his take on it. But moving on, I want to throw a few names at you, all QBs, okay. okay? And you tell me where the best fit or prediction on the future of of that player. Okay. All right. You ready for that? Yeah. Number one, Russell Wilson. Where he should go. Best fit or prediction of what happens to him. Oh, man. Um, Russell Wilson. I, I The thing with Russell Wilson is he actually looked, he looked competent towards the end of the season. Like he started playing better and then they benched him. It was shocking. Yeah. No, they beat they, they had a, a good little run. They beat the Chiefs, remember? Like mm-hmm. they were starting to roll. They beat the Packers easily. Like they won, they rattled off like a few wins in a row. Um, I would say I'm trying to think about teams who need a quarterback. He's gonna have to have help at the receiver position because he's just not he's not that guy anymore, pal. No, and the problem not is at all. I just don't see him fitting in well with really any of the teams that need a quarterback. Like maybe, maybe you throw him on like Tennessee, but again, they just don't have, they don't have anybody, you know, and they might be losing Derek Henry. I'm trying to think maybe Vegas. Yeah. I was thinking Vegas, maybe Maybe Vegas with scary. The only thing is I can't see, him getting traded within the same division. You know, that's why I would lean away from from Vegas because that's that's in the AFC West. So like I can't see him getting traded within the division. Um maybe maybe we look at um you know how about this? How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Not bad. Not bad at all. Now they might be they hang on to Mike Evans. They yeah. might be losing Mike Evans this yeah. year, which is a big blow. But they still got Godwin. They still got a couple players. Um, how about Atlanta? Atlanta is another one I was thinking. Yeah, 
I think he's got to get out of the AFC and I think he's going to have to go into the NFC because the AFC teams, if you look at the teams that actually need a quarterback, they just don't have a lot of help. And I don't think he's in a position where he'll be successful. I think Russell needs some guys who are playmakers like Denver, even, I mean, Cortland Sutton is a pretty talented wide Damn receiver good player. Yeah. and Jerry Judy is still pretty good. So I think like a lot of the teams, if you look at like, like I said, a Tennessee or whatnot, like they're, he's going to be taking a significant step down if he goes to a team like that. Um, Raiders would be good because of Devonte, and, you know, but I, I just don't, I don't see him getting traded with. So give me Atlanta. How about Atlanta? What about right back to Seattle? Could you imagine that? I think that <laughs> I think that ship has sailed, Tick. I think so too. But I mean, if you think about it, all the things that we're saying that he needs, Seattle sort of has. I mean, they were there. Oh, when yeah, there, but they've, they've it'd be kind of interesting to see how they would have done this year with him. Yeah, because last year he was horrific, but this year he actually looked a lot with Sean Payton at the helm. I think he kind of geared the team a lot better in terms of his offensive schemes and whatnot. Like he looked much more comfortable at least this year. The, the first, first half of the season, them. he was ass. Oh. And then the second half, yeah, you're right. They made that run, and I was like, he wow, made an adjustment. And then he had like I think one bad game. I forget who that was against. It was just an atrocious game. And then they were like, "You're done. You're done here in in Denver. Thanks for nothing, pal." And yeah. um, it was a shame to see. I mean, I don't really particularly like the guy, but I don't think that he deserved what happened to him there. No, but I don't think so. He's either. a fucking 200 millionaire. Fuck him. Give, who gives a shit? Um, let's move he's on. He's still ready to win, though. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, mentally, maybe. I mean, physically, I, guy can't make throws, dude. He can't make throws to guy who, who are five yards away. Um, let's move on. Let's, uh, here's another one. Kirk Cousins. Oh, God. How about nowhere? How about the XFL? Do you think he should be a backup? Do you think he deserves to be a starter? Well, I think he's going to get another chance to play with Minnesota for what they're paying. I mean, I think he's – is he a free agent this year? Yeah, he's on the move. Oh, dude, after an Achilles tear, that's that's really tough. I, I, I The thing with Kirk Cousins is, like, there are weeks where he legitimately looks like he could be – a top 10 quarterback in the league. Um, and a part of that might be attributed to having a guy like Justin Jefferson that he's thrown to um, who's just unbelievable. And by the way, Jordan Addison is a, is a young budding star as well. Um, I think they just released him today. Did they really? Oh, no, sorry, not Jordan Addison. Never mind. I was thinking of Alexander Madison. Oh, they released him. They released Madison. Yeah, no, not Addison. Addison's a, he's a super. That no, guy. because you know why that 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 other running back came into the fold at mm -hmm. the end of the season. He he looks spectacular. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I think Kirk Cousins is going to be tough pressed to find a job as a starter. I mean, he might, but I I think like already his contract was so high. He was you know, I, I and then you know he's just not he's not a win now kind of guy like he's always been good in the regular season then the playoffs come and the guy just pulls a houdini act and is nowhere <laughs> to be seen. um man i i really don't know i if i were to guess i would say he's probably going to be a backup this year i i just with that with his age and and that kind of career suffering an achilles tear like I can't see a team investing a shit ton of money unless he takes a big if he takes a pay cut maybe he could 
end up somewhere and, you know, maybe he goes to like the Browns or somebody like that, you know, that could be a good fit, but Deshaun Watson's going to be healthy. I'm saying maybe as a backup, oh, like Deshaun back- Watson is that dude, that guy doesn't want to play football anymore. Yeah. But they have him under contract. He's going to have to play. I'm saying a guy like cousins, if he took a pay cut and came into a team like that, he could start as a backup and end up making his way as a starter because of the way Deshaun Watson has been either hurt or has played, you know, I could see him making his way into the fold. But yeah, I, I'm going to say Kirk Cousins is not going to be a starting quarterback next year. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a. It just depends on if Minnesota, who else Minnesota gets because I think they're renegotiating. I think Minnesota wants him back, kind of. I, I think they're trying to bring him back. What a loyal organization that is, just hanging on to a guy who can't win like that. I don't know what they're thinking, but um. I, I mean, I don't know. What about like a like a Tennessee? I could see him going to a Tennessee and like winning nine games. And, and I just think like, what is he? What I think he's going to have to just take a pay cut for sure. Like he's yeah. one of the higher paid quarterbacks in the league, Dick. If you were Kirk Cousins, would you take a pay cut to go somewhere and try to bet on yourself and try to win? Or would would you like if Minnesota is going to offer you a certain amount of money, like much more, just to stick around and probably be a backup, unless they can't find anybody? I mean, would you go on the move, take a pay cut? It depends what Minnesota offers him. If Minnesota offers him a decent deal, I think knowing that team and the connection that he has with Jefferson and whatnot, if he could still stay as a starter, I think that's the best plan for him. If yeah. he, if if Minnesota doesn't want to take a chance on him then I definitely think he's going to have to take a pay cut just because, and I think he sh- he'd be smart too, if he could just get another starting position, uh, because I think, you know, if, if he were to play well, you know, maybe he takes a one-year deal and then Perfect. plays really well. And then, you know, all of a sudden he's in line for, you know, a big, a big salary the following year. So I, I, I don't know. It's, it's really tough, man. With quarterbacks is really tough, especially injured ones. Cause like a lot of teams, especially when you start getting longer in the tooth, like they're a little bit, you know, I, I they're a little bit hesitant to t- to put that kind of money on a guy who is essentially one tackle away from, you know, being out for probably the rest of his career. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so uh, Minnesota is renegotiating that right now. We'll see what happens there. Uh, if I'm being totally honest, just fucking trash him, man. Just get rid of But, I mean, what are they going to do? Go back to the space cadet guy? I mean, who are they going to get? They'll have to draft somebody. I mean. Yeah, Dobbs or the, uh, I mean, I think I think if Minnesota's smart, they could actually play that into their, into their hand and just be like, listen, you're our guy. We want to keep you here. Obviously, with everything going on with the injury and stuff, we have to be more cautious. I think that that is the best fit for him at the time being. And yeah. I think if he does start, it would be with Minnesota. Yeah, I would agree. Um, all right, next name, Justin Fields. Atlanta. I mean, or it's, at least it seems like everything's tying him to there. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be with the Bears. Um, so how about – here's another team. How about the New Orleans Saints? Sure. How about a team that has some real skillful players um, and has a guy like – you know, I think the problem with Fields for a long time, he's always running for his life where he's you got a guy like Alvin Kamar in the backfield that you can check down to if if your routes are covered, and all of a sudden things start to open up. And then Chris Olave is as as good a young receiver in the league as as you can find. They got good pieces. 
Yeah, I, I would say the Saints, man. The Saints are, are really a team that has potential. They've got a very good defense. They've got pieces, but man, Carr just banged them this year. And Taysom Hill, whatever you want to say, that guy is not a starting quarterback. He's a gimmick. Um, yeah, I think you throw fields in a team. And by the way, the NFC South is one of the weakest divisions in football. Now I know, I know, I know the Bucs went on a little bit of run, but the Bucs were not a good team this year. Like uh, you look at the rest of the teams in that Atlanta up and down, like a yo-yo, the, sure. the Panthers were the worst team in the league. Um, I, I mean, who's the other team in that division? You got Atlanta, the Saints, Tampa, and the Panthers. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they they you put fields on that team, and with his legs and stuff, I, I think the Saints could be – they could be a team to, to reckon with. Do you think they're going to roll out Carr again? I don't know what his salary – I don't know what his contract is. I don't know how many years they have him for. They might be locked locked into a deal where they have really no choice but to play him again. But that guy, you hate him. You fucking hate this guy. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick. Like I think he's no, a nice guy, but it. like the, it's just so obvious. He just misses yeah. throws. He makes terrible decisions. He turns the ball over every single game. It seems like. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think you give. Justin Fields a crack with, you know, if there's a way or there's a world where, you know, the, the Saints can get him and, and take Carr off their hands or get rid of his contract somehow. I think that that could be a really good fit. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't hate that at all. I think Atlanta sounds good. I think I think he would do really good in Vegas. I think that's the kind of yeah. guy that would benefit from a Devonch. But I think everything you said about Alvin Kamara and having a good running back, I mean, he would have Brandon Jacobs in uh in vegas but um i don't know he just needs to go somewhere where he can have a good offensive line that's what it comes josh down jacobs, to josh, josh, josh jacobs sorry brandon jacobs was the old running back for the giants yeah he was that big beast yeah he was he was part of the double-headed beast as well um mod bradshaw mod bradshaw that was a that was fun that was, I mean, I hate the before that they had Tiki Barber, who was a really fun running back. Yep. Made a, made a smart decision, got out early. Um, but yeah. Okay. So that's the end of that game. Those three quarterbacks. Interesting to see what happens there. I was going to possibly throw Zach Wilson your way, but I, I'm not even going to spend time on that guy. Uh, of those three, um, who are you? I, I think without a question for me, Fields is the best out of all three of those guys, but who are you, who are you liking? Obviously, I'm a huge Justin Fields guy. I bet way back when, when I didn't believe in Jalen Hurts before he had the awesome Super Bowl year, I thought it would was going to be a huge mistake for the Eagles not to get Justin Fields. But we were all in on uh, Jalen Hurts, and then he went on had that great year, and then followed up with a very mediocre year. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Justin Fields went to the Bears. I think they haven't given him much of a chance, and that seems to be the Bears thing. They draft a guy. He's our guy. They give him an X amount of time, usually two years, maybe three, and he doesn't pan out onto the next guy. And they keep recycling these quarterbacks instead of fixing internal problems and fixing their offensive line and getting the talent around them. And I think the Bears should continue to bet on Justin Fields, but does not look like they're going to do that. So well, here's uh, the problem. I think, uh, I mean, there's an upside. If Caleb Williams is, ends up being as good as advertised, then, you know, you have arguably your quarterback of the future, but you it, it there's growing pains. 
even Peyton Manning sucked in his rookie year. Like it, it's going to take at least a year to year and a half, maybe even two seasons for him to really start to flourish and find his stride and like really start dominating. Cause CJ Stroud, that just doesn't happen, man. That's just a, that's an anomaly. That's just very rare that a quarterback just settles in his first year and is an absolute stud. Now maybe Caleb Williams will, but I think if the Bears choose to go that route, they they are committing at least another season to maybe two of where they're not going to be extremely successful because they're going to have to really focus on that. Now, maybe with Fields, you have a little bit of an edge because he's been in that system longer. He knows the guys. I, I don't know. I don't know what the play is there. I do agree with you. I think that Fields has has definitive talent and shows at times a skill set that you know is pretty astounding and can be i would say in terms of his athleticism he's probably one of the most talented skillful quarterbacks in the league just from a talent standpoint it's just his decision making and his understanding of you know what to do with the ball how long to hold it like when and where to come and make decisions his decision making needs to to improve i think from the bear standpoint too they're also looking at like he's almost at the point where they're gonna have to pay him you know at some point and if they go to caleb they save a bunch of money maybe they can come and get another guy through free agency buff up the offense even more maybe get a big time offensive lineman with their second pick they got two picks inside the top 10 so maybe that's what they're thinking but i i, I think I honestly think they can't lose either way. I think Fields is is a good, solid quarterback. And I think, you know, Caleb Williams obviously being that highly touted, you know, I think the safe play tick for them, at least that, you know, the fans and stuff can't give them hell if they take Caleb Williams and then he turns out to be a bust. If they don't I'll find take a reason, a, though. I understand that, but I'm saying if they go I, with I Fields. You. Yeah. And then Caleb Williams turns into a star, then yeah. the organization is going to be in an absolute uproar for years. Good point. They already passed on Mahomes to get Trubisky. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're just snake bitten. I, I hate to say they're really well, they're they, they're there. when it comes to quarterbacks. They're just they can't get out of their own way, too. And it's like, so what they're going to do here as well, they're going to get Caleb Williams, and then they're going to give him two years, and then they're going to have the one seed again, and there's going to be yet another phenom that comes out of college, and they're going to trade Caleb Williams to get that quarterback. And they're going to keep doing this cycle of just, of just never-ending being shitty, because that's what Perhaps they've been doing. They've been doing this for a long time. Time, a decade has gone by while they've been doing this and it seems as if they're in the same place they were 10 years ago 12 years ago 15 years you're not, ago. You're not wrong Tick. Um, and i can't imagine how frustrating that is for a bears fan to just oh. be standing still and it's even more long. frustrating when you look at a team that's in your own division like the packers who just keep falling on diamonds in the rough but you know with Favre and rogers and now jordan love looks like 
But one could say that, and you pointed earlier to the C.J. Stroud thing, yes, he was amazing and no one saw that kind of year coming from him, but he did fall into a great situation. The offensive line was in a pretty good spot, good talent all around him. D'Amico Ryans is a hell of a coach that's changing the culture around there. And then going back to what you say about the Packers, it might be the environment that Green Bay has set and makes young quarterbacks feel really comfortable to play as well as they have there's no i'm rush. not sure the bears are having you know have anything set up for young quarterbacks to be successful i'm not popular it feels that way well yeah and if you look at the at the last couple guys we've had with rogers and now with jordan love it's been the same situation where you've had a guy with a ton of talent drafted in the first round i mean rogers right. was arguably a top five top 10 pick that fell all the way to the Packers and they took him when Favre was still well in his you know his heyday I mean he he made an NFC championship game that they lost against the Giants you know the year before he retired well he moved to the Vikings after that but like he he was successful all the way up until then so there was no point where Rodgers was like legitimately going to come and replace him and play um and so it gave him time to develop and then to watch arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time and and just learn to, you know, take notes from him, take, take like learn the system and really get to a point where he's like, okay, I'm ready to take this offense over. Now the same thing with Love. Love came in, Rodgers was looking like he was on the downswing of his career, goes and wins back-to-back MVPs, no pressure at all on Love. And now he's like the guy. So it's like, I think there is a recipe for that. Even Mahomes, who was taken by the Chiefs, did not come and play in his first year. He was a backup to Alex Smith. He mm-hmm. didn't play. And and you know what? They developed him. And I think, as I said before, when you have a young quarterback with a lot of talent, a lot of opportunity, and, you know, a guy who's ready by not just throwing them into the to the mix you know, right away, it, 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 it gives them an opportunity to really kind of dive into the league. Cause I think the NFL is just on such a different level than college is than, than, than college football that even the top tier players, they're, they're not just going to show up and just dominate. It's very rare. They just show up and dominate in their first yeah. year. And the bears are going to expect Caleb Williams to come in and instantly win. And that is so much pressure on yeah. a young quarterback and a young player that oftentimes it it leads to failure. I agree completely. I mean, that's the way the NFL used to be too. Is like it was very rare for almost you know the entirety of the NFL for a rookie to be drafted and he comes in and plays. You're always sat behind a more veteran quarterback, and then you learn, and then you you get your footing, and then you play. And the, and within the last 15, 17, 20 years is become this thing where we draft rookies and you throw them to the fire right away. I know in the NHL, they have these guys come up and they like assign veterans to rookies and they like teach them how to like, like, okay, you've got all this money now. Your life's about to change. Let me show you how to be a pro in this league. Let me show you how to do press conferences. Let me show you how to spend your money wisely. Let me like turn you from a boy into a man in this league. And I think that goes a long way for a lot of these rookies. It works really well in the NHL. And I think that maybe some of these quarterbacks, they come in, they have all this money now, and they just like, so there's all these new things going on in their life while they're trying to adapt to the NFL game, learn new playbooks. I, I just think it's a lot for a rookie. And I think oh, you're you got to get bigger too. I mean, I mean the NHL bigger. gave an example. 
Like these guys like Bedard, you look at Sidney Crosby or McDavid or these guys who are superstars and were highly touted. They're all string beans coming out of their junior yeah, hockey. That's true. Like they've got to bulk up. They've got to get bigger. They've got to be able to go into the corners and the boards, take hits. The same thing, even more for the NFL. I mean, you got fucking massive 300-pound linemen coming and falling on top of you and tackling you like you've got to be fucking you got to bulk up like you've got to be tough enough to be able to handle those hits and that pressure and like be able to get right back into the play and so there's a lot of there's a lot of development i would say is the word for for a yeah. young player and yeah i hope the bears listen i i think a lot of people i i, I poke fun at mikey v a lot of the times because of uh, the bears i i really don't have anything against them because for as long as I've been a Packers fan, it seems we've just had their number for so long, aside from that one special team they had with Erlacher that, and, and Devin Hester and the guys who Rex went Grossman. Yeah. Rex Grossman. So aside from that, those couple of years there, like we've had the bears number for so long. Right. So like, I'd like to see them actually get back on track and find a quarterback and be successful, you know, kind of yeah. like how the lions had success this year. Like, I was rooting for them to beat the Niners. I was hoping that they would make the Super Bowl, you know? So the team I do hate is the Vikings, but that's another story. Sure, because they've been – they're pesky, man. They've been a thorn in your side for a while. I mean, you usually get by them, but they've had some decent teams. Um, All right, moving on here. Let's move on to Cam Newton, okay? Oh, sure you saw this. This guy got tackled and beat up by three. We didn't get beat up. He actually held himself. I actually think he held his ground. He did. These three guys, and it looked like there was a fourth guy, but he kind of got kicked out. Uh, Just tried to beat the shit out of Cam about something. I don't know if you've heard. Have you seen this? I I heard, so it was a football, like they were doing a league, like a tournament with, um, you know, I, I guess it was like, these small teams that were in, in involved and and the guys who jumped him they were actually so Cam Newton was hosting it from what I understood right I do know and that the three or four guys that did that they were actually one of the teams participating in the actual event I'm not <laughs> sure how that turned out for them but yeah I don't know what the beef started with but all I saw was just Cam Newton wearing the most ridiculous fedora and it looked like tree roots were fucking growing out of the top of his hat it, it, i mean this it just it did yeah <laughs> I, I i i don't know what i was more appalled by the fact that he was like what he was wearing and how ridiculous he looked or the fact that he was actually beating the shit out of these three guys That's as they tried to jump him i'll tell you what cam newton might be a lot of things he might be a clown he might be this he ain't no bitch, man. This guy was throwing haymakers like he wasn't backing down. No, I, wasn't. I I actually gained a little bit of respect for Cam in that whole event, you know. And and I, you know, I've been very vocal in the past that I'm not a Cam Newton guy, but like, damn, the guy was fucking tough. And the hat never fell off. He well, kept how he got a tree in the middle of the fucking thing. <laughs> that was the most like you ever watch uh, The Last of Us. You know how the tree, like yeah. flowers, start growing out of people. It looked like like a spruce tree <laughs> was going through the middle of his cranium. He had yeah. this door hat, and he must have had to cut a hole through the top of the hat yeah. for his hair to go. Dark. I mean, he did that too when he was when he was playing with New England before mm-hmm. he finished. He had. His hair was going straight. I mean, it looks ridiculous. I mean, 
who am I to talk? I, I'm not one to talk, but I actually gained a little bit of respect for him and how he was able to fend these guys off because he could have crumpled. Like he could have just turtled sure. as they kicked him and stuff. He was, he was, he's a big guy too. He's what, six, six? Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a, you know, I agree with you. He's, he's a crumb bum, scum bum. But I mean, that was pretty impressive that he didn't get his ass kicked by those guys. Now, who, who knows? I don't know how old those guys were, but still big enough to to get in a fight with him and he bucket he held he held his own he held his own stayed on um all right moving on one more thing before we get into viewer questions let's just talk briefly i don't know if you've heard about this but charlie woods tried to uh qualify for a pga tour event i saw um right right north of our neck of the woods in hobie sound hope sound um yeah, but it wasn't he shot in 86, I believe. Yeah, it was 16 over, I think, of par. Um, and I mean, he, um, through it. Well, what really banged him is he got a 12. He scored a 12 on a par four, I believe it was. Yeah. Now, if anybody could score a 12 on a par four, it's me. So who am I to say anything? But here's my take on all of this. Okay. Um, just from like just just looking at it from you know, an objective standpoint. This young man has the weight of the world on his shoulders. Uh, and, you know, and I, I spoke to Grant recently about it because, you know, um, he plays with him regularly and they right. they're friends and and he actually talks to him. And apparently he watches Bob to sports and he's a big YouTube golf enthusiast. And, you know, Grant was saying, you know, I should introduce you guys to play, which would be really cool. Um but this guy's got the weight of the world on his shoulders and he shows up to his first ever pro like his amateur tournament and he's got photographers from the PGA tour following him around and taking pictures and doing that like that's a lot of pressure man and for the kid he's what 15 years old like he's still not at the age yet we're like you know that's something that you know, he's dealt with. And I think part of that is that's just the territory he's always going to be in. You know, I think the crazy thing is Michael Jordan, like I never saw his son in any capacity playing basketball. Now we've seen it with Bronny James, sure. with LeBron's kid. And like, he's now with USC and he's not exactly tearing up, you know, the, the, you know, the, the league by any means of the stretch, but I think it was just that, you know, it's a growing pains. I think after, that disastrous hole that he had, he strung together like five or six pars in a row. And like on the back nine was actually pretty good. Um, I think he's much better than that. And I think it was just, you know, probably a lot of nerves, probably a lot of just anxiousness and being out there and being in the public and getting photographs taken and all that shit. So I actually think he'll bounce back. I think he's, he's, you know, he's going to be fine. I'm sure Tiger will talk to him. You know, when your dad's the greatest player of all time, arguably, you'd like to think that he's going to be able to know what to do and how to help him out and get him out of, out of that. But, you know, it just goes to show that like anybody is vulnerable at any time. Golf is a fucking wild game, man. It will, it will bring you to your knees and make you cry. It's, it's, it's ruthless. So I wouldn't take too much out of it. I mean, I hope he can, I hope he doesn't let it discourage him and I hope he keeps, you know, trying to forge his own way and maybe eventually make his way on, you know, and, and do something with the tour one day, or maybe that's not even what he wants. Who knows? But that was tough, tough for the young man. That was tough. If, if my dad was Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan, um, 
the last thing I would do is play the sport that they played. I mean, I agree with that. To walk in the, sh- the tra- to walk in the shadow, in the shadow all in that life. way. If your if your dad is Jimmy Page, the lead singer of, or the lead guitarist of Led Zeppelin, I'm not touching a guitar. My family's done that. We're the best. I'm 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 gonna play golf if I'm Jimmy Page's son, and if I'm Tiger's son, I would have picked up a guitar to be honest. Because I, I agree with you, but there are a lot of examples of guys and and dads who who've been successful in sports, and then their sons come in and they're great at the sport too. I mean. I would, but, the first but not the not Manning. the greatest of all time at the sport. Like Tom well, I know, but I would think Archie Manning is, is is arguably one of the better quarterbacks to play the game. And then Peyton now, I would say, would point. go down as a top ten. And Eli was a, a two time Super Bowl winner, so I think it just depends. Right. But I do agree with you. In no capacity have I ever seen like the greatest of all time, and then their offspring outshines them. Like it's just that's. That's a lot. I would agree with you. That is a lot of pressure to live up to. And then, so Tiger doesn't do this that much with Charlie. I mean, he's always around him. He's always doing stuff. But the way that LeBron handles his son, always talking about how great he is, always watching his games, talking about, you know, Bronny this, Bronny that. He has set his son up for nothing other than failure. There is nothing LeBron has done for this kid other than just he's going to be a laughing stock. Because now he's, dude, this guy can't play in the league. This guy will be lucky to make a G. Well, he will make the league, but he's actually a G league player. But based on his name and his dad lobbying for him, he'll get drafted and go somewhere and just be an awful player somewhere for a long time. Do you think, I, I mean, it really depends, Zotek. Every, every, everyone is different. And maybe, you know, with that much focus from LeBron and like, I think at the end of the day, he's really proud of his son. Yeah. I will give him that. And I, I'm not always been the biggest LeBron advocate, but to me, he does seem very in touch with his family. And like, he's a, he's yeah, I agree. very supportive of his kids and his, his younger son is apparently a really good basketball player too. But, um, and I even saw like he's put his daughter up on his Instagram and supports them. So I think part of it is he's just really excited that, you know, his son is growing up and is in a position to be, you know, you know, a professional athlete, but yeah, everybody, everybody adapts differently. Like some people play better or, or adapt better to more pressure put on them from their parents. And then other individuals, they, they just can't handle that. So, I mean, Bronny's done pretty well so far. I, what I don't think LeBron should be doing, and this is where he can't get out of his own way, is I think going to the game, supporting them, sitting in the courtside next to the bench, all that stuff is good. But he, what he does then is he then starts trying to influence the coach and like let him know what they should be doing and plays that you like. He needs to draw the line and separate himself to a certain degree where yeah. he's involved with his son. And mm-hmm. his son's career, but he's not taking over. And I think like he's just so used to in his sport, he can do whatever the fuck he wants, and 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 basically, you know, call plays for his own team and do what he wants. He 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 has to give Bronny the opportunity to do his own thing and and to grow and develop in his own way without taking over. That's a fine line, you know. I I think Tiger does a really good job of that where. It doesn't seem like he's pressured Charlie in any way to like be a pro golfer. And I think he's just let him do his thing and been supportive with him in the father son, you know, tournaments that they've played now for a couple of years. So 
I, I think that that's good for Charlie. And I, again, everybody's different, but I agree with you. I think LeBron is a lot more hands-on and dictates what's happening within the realm of his You just kid. have to have a level of awareness that when you're tweeting about your son the way that he does, the, the public pressure that's going to be in spotlight, that's going to be put on him when he's not you. You did very well with the pub, public spotlight, but your son wasn't you. He's living his own life. Get out of his way. Be a father. Don't don't be anything more than that. Be, I, be I supportive. Would, I would agree, Tick. I would I would absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, but I also don't have kids. So maybe, you know, I don't know. Neither do I. Maybe I'll pressure my kid to be the most successful cameraman in YouTube golf history. I don't know. Maybe that's what I'll do. Hey, he's yeah. got a good he's got a good role model to look at to start with. <laughs> um all right. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, let's roll into viewer questions here. Light, light week on sports. Let's answer some of these questions. We'll do a few of these. Uh, first one comes from Trenton Bean. That's a phenomenal name. Trenton Bean. Congratulations already on the name. <laughs> what is the most pounds one of you guys have gained on a trip, or do you keep track of any of that? Do you- I, 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 don't, I don't weigh myself after the trips anymore because it's just discouraging. Or if you I had to say this, your, yeah. Robbie told me, Robbie told me he gained five pounds after Daytona, which was a two day weekend. He told me he gained five pounds after Daytona. Five. That's where I've been at too, dude. Our, our trips are seven days long. Usually well, I think, people. okay, with seven days, it make a weekend. Crazy. This kid was housing ice cream. Eating a lot. He's been eating a lot more than I don't know if he's out there. He's been eating a ton. He's 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 ravaged, man. He's eating like in his mind, he's never been fatter, dude. In his mind, that's not true. We have proof of that. In his mind, he's never been fatter. No, that's what happens when you lose all the weight and you get skinny. Then you put on one pound and you start thinking you're fat again. Well, the thing is, is that you have to maintain the skinniness because it just takes a little slip here, a little slip there. And Lord knows he's not running. And then before you know it, you're just right back. <laughs> Dude, I know, start. I know. I was start like, again, like Jet reminded me very quickly that I was still fat, but I had lost like four or five pounds. And the second I got back on this trip, I'm eating like a maniac again. And it's the environment I'm in. It's, it's too hard. It's far too hard. I mean, it's this is not this is probably the worst place to be on earth. I got bad news for you. I got a message that uh, just right now from a DM saying that this guy who apparently follows us owns 33 McDonald's chains Mm -hmm. and he wants to send us all gift cards. That'd be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I got to respond to that DM. Yeah, when this is over, respond to that fine young gentleman. What a beautiful, beautiful man that is. Um, All right, thanks for the question, Trenton Bean. Um, Let's see, where did the other question go? Okay, here we go. I'll be interested to find this out about you. Sean wants to know, Star Wars or Star Trek? You got a preference? Star Wars, not even close, not even within a fucking... Shot in the night. It it is it is so obliviously not even close. Star Wars. 
Are you are you a Star Wars guy? Have you seen all the movies and stuff? Uh, Nicole's had me start watching the newer ones because I, I was an aficionado on the originals. You were. Oh, dude, the 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 fucking new a new hope. Empire Strikes Back and my personal favorite was Return of the Jedi. I watched that movie dozens and dozens, especially even growing up. I used to be terrified of Jabba the Hutt. Um, and and then I love the Ewoks. I love, I mean, just the whole everything. The fucking Emperor getting killed by Darth Vader after he throws him on and he's electrocuted and he gets reunited with Luke. I mean, the, the originals were incredible. And then I remember when The Phantom Menace came out like mm -hmm. in the year 2000 or like in the nineties. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. And then they started coming out with like, you know, the, uh, the attack of the clones. And then all these other ones came out. It was kind of not great. And I didn't really pay attention. And then now the new ones have come out. Um, and I actually, Nicole and I, she, she's watched all of them, but the guy who plays, um, Oh my God, what's his name? The guy who plays um, the new bad guy, Hans Solo's son, Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver. And what's his name? What's the, what's the guy's name? In the in the in the name's Ben Solo, but then his bad guy name is. Uh, oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Um, uh, I don't remember, but he's Luke. He's uh, he's Leia and uh, Han Solo's uh, son. Yes. And um, um, what is his name? Yeah, I don't remember his name either. I didn't like those movies, by the way. I didn't like the new, the, I didn't like them at all. I didn't like the Ray character. I didn't, I thought Adam Driver's character was kind of shitty. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Kylo was, he didn't just, like those ones. I thought that. He was kind of like a whiny bitch in those movies. He was like, he had that temper tantrum. Did you see the temper tantrum where he's slashing everything? In, in that, in that, in that, in the, it's like an elevator or something. He's yeah, in. Yeah. It's like, what a bitch. Like Darth Vader would have never did that. Well, but it does kill Han Solo though. Yeah, but like he stabs him in the back, basically. Like he like tricks him, and then he stabs him right in front of him, and it's like, okay, well, you just you're telling. I don't know. I I don't. I don't. I didn't love those. So are you saying that you were enjoying them? You're like, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I like <laughs> to the point where I'd keep watch. I gotta watch the rest of them. But like, you haven't seen the other ones? No, I haven't seen the the other. Like I I gotta finish watching the new series ones, and then Luke, they have Luke like comes. the um, they've got the um. Uh, the Mandalorian series and all this. So there's a lot of stuff I haven't watched, but like the OGs. Sure. I, I love the OG Star Wars. And I just never, I thought Star Trek kind of stinks. Well, the new movies, the movies that they made like 10 years ago, those were pretty fire. Those are pretty awesome. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, Star Wars is just far, far. I mean, I've spent more time with them, so I guess I'm biased. But yeah, the stuff. And then I like the prequel movies. I like the Phantom Menace. The Attack, Phantom Attack, Menace cool. Attack of the Clones is obviously a bad movie, but it's, you know, I, it's charming. I, I like the young um, Obi-Wan Kenobi character. And then, um, and then the third one, Revenge of the Sith. I thought, you know, it's bad. It's bad acting for sure, but I enjoyed, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was cool to see a young Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, all right. Thanks for the question, Sean. Next question comes to Tyler. Uh, what is your go-to hangover remedy? I don't really get hangovers, so I'm not. <laughs> I mean. If you go out and you drink a ton, like, okay, maybe you maybe you don't have a hangover. You've seen me after the Bob to Sports trips. I really don't. I don't like suffer the next day. 
No, but you're not a hundred percent, right? Like you I'll say get a Gatorade or kind something? of a greasy breakfast to start the day off, like a McDonald's. Like I'm at the point now where I would rather. I used to love getting late night food, like before bed, like after you get home from the club, you get right. like McDonald's or Taco Bell. I feel like that makes things worse now. Like I, I feel like you just then you got all this grease and booze in you. Then you wake up the next morning, you feel even worse. I feel like you're better off just going to bed, getting like some water or something, go to bed, take an aspirin or an Advil if you're, if you got it, you know, and then in the morning you get a cup of coffee and you get like a greasy McDonald's breakfast. And that kind of, that kind of gets you going, you know, a little bit. And that kind of, that kind of gets you going, but I don't really, I'll be honest. People think it's a bit, it's not really a bit. I just, don't really struggle or deal too much with with the hangover scene. I, I'm I'm lucky. I'm lucky for that. Yeah, I don't I don't deal with hangovers anymore either. So, but back it's when I man. did, I did the exact same. That was funny. I did the exact same thing. I'd have about a billion gallons of coffee, and then I would get the greasiest eggs cooked in as much butter as possible, hash browns, oily, crispy, like a biscuit a side sandwich. of a biscuit, a side of bacon, just all the grease in the world to soak up all that alcohol. And then if you're really, if you're really hungover and you can't make it to a breakfast or get food at all, just make sure you got yourself a couple Gatorades in there and get yourself right. Gatorades um, always go well. Yeah. You know what, you know what breakfast items I've really become accustomed to loving lately. And like, it's um, more and more like I, I, I love it. It's like a country fried steak and like biscuits and gravy. Oh, biscuits and gravy. Fuck. Yeah, no, that's a lot of fun. I'm a big biscuit. I'm not if a big there's biscuits and gravy that. on a. So here's my thing with the biscuits sometimes on its own. I can find some biscuits, especially in like fast food spots or whatever. They're just dry. They're not moist and like like they don't break apart in your mouth and they're, they're just dry. But when you add the gravy, like even in a breakfast spot, you add the gravy with the biscuit. Mm. And it, sensational <laughs> special tick you know what i do like though i don't like the country fried steak but i do like steak and eggs in the morning like i think that's an underrated breakfast um i got into that recently but anyway good question um ryan samuels if you could only use one sauce for the rest of your life what sauce would it be like a condiment i i think so like a barbecue or honey mustard or i think that's what he's asking more like hot sauce. I mean, the, the answer is kind of open ended. Um, uh, let's take it as yeah, like a honey mustard, a barbecue, uh, a chipotle, like a may, a chipotle mayo, an aioli, yeah, anything. Like if you could only dip shit in one thing for the rest of your life, what are you dipping your shit in? I think I got to go with ranch just because it's the most versatile, and I could use it with so many different things. Like you could use ranch in so many different capacities. Whereas a honey mustard, you're kind of like I love honey mustard, but like if you're if you're comparing that to a ranch, like you just can't use it to the same degree with other items as you can with a ranch, like I, to, in my opinion. So I'll I'll go with a ranch ranch dressing. I'll go with the Chick Fil A sauce, whatever that the honey mustard plus the barbecue sauce. That's a great I, answer too. There's nothing I eat that you can't dip that into. If if you can't dip it in the Chick Fil A sauce, I probably don't eat it. I I recently told Nicole we bought it. She's like, what? Like she made like like potatoes almost like almost like home fries or whatever 
And I just like brought it to the table and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, have you not tried this? She now will just regularly take it for different items because it you're, you're right. It is, it's sensational. It goes with everything. <laughs> it sure does. All right, let's just do two more. One of them super quick. Danny Buzzcuts. Sick, dude. Sick name. <laughs> um would Mike so this is for Mikey V, but I'm gonna I'm gonna field it myself. Uh, would Mikey V allow a sponsorship from Q tips? Okay, we can ask him again next week. But oh, he I hates had, I just had oh he hates them. Oh he he that's why the question is there. He oh. he he loathes Q, a Q tip. He thinks he what? thinks that they're they're dangerous. He thinks that they're harmful. I have heard that. He thinks that they shouldn't be in existence. And, and like he, he went on a whole tangent before. Bro, that being had, said, nobody loves a sponsorship quite like Michael. Like he, he can um, find a way to bring that around. He might be for the right amount. He might be willing to change his thoughts and opinions on the old Q-tip. Q-tip. I only brought it up because I had Fat Perez... Um, like he he postmated me some Q-tips because I was dying. I was dying. I forgot Q-tips. I use them all the time. I spent, you could ask him, I spent 20 minutes doing both my ears, four Q-tips, both sides. And it was, it was better than an orgasm. It was, if you haven't Q-tipped in a while and you're getting in there, you got that itch in your ear and you can't get to it. And you get to- You got to be careful though. If you go too deep, you could, you could-, oh, you could oh, oh, I go deep. Well, you could harm you could hard harm your ear. That's drum. what they say. I haven't yet. I haven't yet. You know what else could harm me? A little vaping. But I don't. I haven't stopped. Let it oh, kill. You me. love that fucking thing. Sure do. Doesn't leave my hand. <laughs> um, all right, we'll do one more. That's another pretty quick one from Dylan Schram. Rank the top professional sports championships in order: NFL, all the big ones, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, soccer, MLS soccer. I guess. You why don't you just open that up to all soccer? Because you're a big soccer guy. Open that up to all the the soccer leagues. I'm I'm gonna say uh, I think football with the Super Bowl. I think it's I I think has to be at one. I just don't see a world where you can't put that higher. Um, after that, you know, I'm a big hockey guy. I think the Stanley Cup is so rich in history and like the story behind it's the original cup there's only one trophy it's it's just the hardest one of the hardest trophies to win in all sports going through seven game series whereas the nfl it's a one and done so very quick playoffs you know these guys are grinding they're getting their teeth knocked out they, i will go with hockey at two in the stanley cup um and number three Number three, I'll put the World Series. I, I think that baseball is absolutely – I think baseball is absolutely at its best in October when the playoffs are in. I think the sport is completely different. Like when you watch playoff baseball, it is not at all reminiscent to regular season baseball. I think the right. month or so leading up to the baseball playoffs going into the actual playoffs itself is, is just awesome. Every pitch counts. Every strike Every every at bat, it's exciting. It's it the games matter, um, and I think it's 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 really rich in history. So give me that, um, and then next I'll go with the Champions League for soccer. I think Champions League is is awesome in the sense that it really unites all different you know leagues from all different countries, and and you know 
Um, and I think it makes it really exciting to see the top teams from different countries go at it. It's, 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 it's an awesome tournament. I guess I should put March Madness in there too, no? Yeah, he doesn't list it, but sure, he can put it in there. I, I, If I do March Madness, I would put March Madness probably after hockey at three, ahead of the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, March Madness to me is, is as exciting as it gets. Um, upsets, buzzer beaters, crowd storming, uh, the court at the end of the games. Um, I, that's awesome. And then I'd put NBA Finals last because you know what? It used to be so awesome, and now it's just it's just a fraction of what the league used to be. Uh, I I remember even like it doesn't even seem that long ago when LeBron won the the NBA championship for Cleveland against Golden State. I was riveted. I was glued to my TV. I was, I mean, it was awesome. And now, I don't know what they're putting out there on the on. Uh, you know, on the basketball court, what product they're putting out there now. And it's sad because you got generational talents like Luka Doncic and some of these guys, you know, who are playing and it's just, it's just not a good product that they're putting out right now. So give me basketball last, I guess. And if I missed anything, uh, I guess I missed golf, but I think golf's different because every single major you have has a different feel. Same thing with tennis. I don't think you could put those as in that category. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll just rattle them off quickly. NFL, definitely first. Then the World Series for me. Baseball always holds a special a special place in my heart. I don't watch it as much, but I, I'll always love it. Um, then the NHL. I love the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's just the fuck. Hockey's the best, man. I watch a ton of hockey. We don't talk about it a lot on the show. Maybe we should start. I'm sure now that we have less things to talk about, maybe we will. We'll have to get Mikey involved in some more hockey. Uh, but NHL at three. Uh, March Madness easily. And then I have a lot, I don't watch it at all, but I have a lot of reverence for soccer. So then I'll put the Champions League championship in there. And then um, and then it's not even worth mentioning. But yeah, basketball last, it sucks. We can all agree on that. It's just a fucking awful product. Uh, and that's and that's that. That's that. Um, yeah. All right, pal. Another great episode. A lot of fun. Um, not a lot to talk about, but always fun to hang out with you and talk a little sports. We missed Mikey V, obviously, but we'll have him back next week. We will all be in Jupiter next week. So hopefully we can get an episode out on time, get you guys back on Wednesday. Um, but until then... Another good one, Joey D. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube and the Instagram. Fire your questions in there. That's where um, Mr. Anderson is going to get them back to us, and we'll answer them at the end of each episode. We're going to be doing a lot more. I think we're going to be doing a lot of viewer questions coming up in the next few months. So definitely. Yeah. And we're trying to going to try to in the next little bit, you know, try, we, we've obviously said before, but as, you know, some of the sports start to die down, especially going towards a lot of the off seasons for many sports, um, and try to start locking down some interviews i think would be a lot of fun so um you know more coming up on that obviously but we got already a couple guys who i've talked to who i think will make for a great interview who said that um they're down to come on and they listen to the sportsmen so um yeah i think that's going to be a fun direction for us to take and to look into but this was a fun one tick this was kind of like a blast from the past and um yeah it was good always fun to rattle it off and um, you know, I know we didn't do who's a problem. We missed a few things, but hey, we got the episode out. 400 Faithful, which is a lot more now, are going to have a podcast to listen to. And that's the end of the day. That's what matters most. We missed you, Mikey. Um, we'll be back to it next week. And uh, yeah, we love you all. See you next week, guys.